champion marched for forty days, saying, Give me a man to fight. The Israelites said, We got a brave heart, but our feet are sort of full of fright. Then a boy with a sling, a pocket full of rocks, that knew how to trust and pray, said, If you're going to run, Goliath, you might as well take off now, because I came here to stay. Run if you want to, run if you will, but I came here to stay. When I fall down, I'm going to get her right up. Didn't start out to play. It's a battlefield, brother, not a recreation room. It's a fight and not a game. Run if you want to, run if you will. I came here to stay. Now the decree had been signed by the hand of the king. Daniel still prayed to the Lord. The hungry lions pacing the den. Here comes supper, one roared. And if you'd have been standing anywhere close, you'd have heard Brother Daniel say, If you're talking about me, forget it, boys. I came in here to stay. Run if you want to, run if you will. I came here to stay. When I fall down, I'm going to get her right up. Didn't start out to play. It's a battlefield, brother, not a recreation room. Fight and not a game. Run if you want to, run if you will. But I came Now, the boys wouldn't bow. The king got mad and said, Turn that old furnace up. High time up. Throw them on in. The Hebrew boys are going to fry. A little while later, he looked in the furnace. He heard Brother Shadrach say, Pull up a chair, boys, and warm your hand. We came in here to stay. Run if you want to, run if you will. I came here to stay. When I fall down, I'm going to get right up. Didn't start out to play. It's a battlefield, brother, not a recreation room. Fight and not a game. Run if you want to, run if you will. I want all the preachers to stand, every preacher. I've got a stanza I wrote for you. On the way to Dallas in the plane. Now the preachers wouldn't bow. The state got mad and said, Turn those rules up high. Time up. Put the pressure on them. Their freedom and liberty is going to die. A little while later, they looked in the churches. They heard God's prophets say, We may burn, but we'll never bend. Our God's just the same today. Run if you want to, run if you will, but I came here to stay. When I fall down, I'm going to get right up. Didn't start out to play. 
It's a battlefield, brother, not a recreation room. Fight another game. Run if you want to, run if you will, but I came here to stay. Amen and amen. OPBC Online, a ministry of Old Pass Baptist Church in Northfield, Minnesota, and I came here to stay. Amen. I love that. I, I listen to that every once in a while. I play that every once in a while because it just reminds me of the fight. It reminds me that there's always a fight. There, there is going to be a fight until I'm dead and they bury me in the ground. I am at war and, and it is a true war. And you better, you better remember that. You better never forget that you're at war. It is a war. And we are at war with the forces of darkness. We are at war with the with the lost. We are at war or uh, with the with the uh, spirit behind the lost, not the lost themselves, but the spirit that's behind them, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. They are the enemies of God, and uh, this is a war to end all. It will be the war that will end all wars one day. But until Christ comes, there is a battle. There is a war. And it is raging. It is a raging war. And these raging homos and these raging transgenders and these raging sodomites, these these sorcerers of Sodom, right? They are not going anywhere, right? That's how you spell that, huh? Okay, good. Yeah, that looks right. Okay. Anyway, but we are at war with them. And the Bible says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. There is a battle and a war that is raging. And it is not going anywhere, friend. You better get up and you better fight. Sunday, I'm talking about spiritual sluggards again. And uh, as we train our children, I'm talking about in the book of Proverbs, uh, that spirit, the sluggard, whether it's physically or spiritually, both. I apply it to both because the lessons are both. And we're going to talk about that spiritual slothfulness. Again, and the danger of not going to battle, the danger of not going to war, and and the danger of not understanding who your real enemy is. The real enemy that you and I have, the real battle that is there, the real enemy that is there is Satan, obviously. But it's that Antichrist spirit. We are warring against the spirit of Antichrist. And you make no mistake about it, friend, that is the battle. It is the real battle. That spirit of Antichrist, it is alive and well, and it is kicking and screaming and fighting and punching. And you've got to take unto you the whole armor of God and understand that they are infiltrating the churches. They are coming in through the churches. They are, they are disseminating their false gospel. They are disseminating their false, their false religion, their false Jesus, their false Christ, and they are pushing him all over the world. And they are pushing them in every church, in every place they can. 
and we have to push back against it. There has to be a pushback against it. And a very strong and and biblically educated, a biblically sound push against it. Because they do things through Satan's number one tool to do things is incrementalism. But the Bible-believing goal, the Bible-believing way, is redemption, is repentance, is regeneration. That's the Bible way. Satan does things incrementally to, 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 to push apostasy. It is incrementalism that he uses to push apostasy. No, no. What's God's way? God's way is dynamite. He blasts out the sin. He blasts out the wickedness. He blasts out the, the falsehoods. And he brings in the Holy Ghost and he brings in the truth and he saves sinners. And he changes them, and he makes them new creatures. Hannah, you might have to send uh, the girls up since Lucius is working and uh, get me some cough drops. I'm probably going to need them here uh, a little bit later. Uh, But that's what God does. God blasts out the sin. He blasts out the wickedness. He blasts out the... And he regenerates, and he makes new. In a moment... Right? This is a picture of salvation right here. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. That is the nursery verse too. That goes on every nursery door in front of it. Right? Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. That. True, true story. Anyway, that was free. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. But notice what it says here in a moment. That's how God does things. In a moment. In a moment. You hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Salvation is instant. Regeneration is instant. Redemption is instant. That's how, but that's not how Satan works. Satan likes to get his hoof. He's like the camel in the tent. He likes to get his hoof in the door. See, Carl, it shows, I tell you, their stats aren't working here. It shows here on Sermon Audio that nobody's on there. I knew that thing was messed up because I posted sermons. That it was doing the same thing. So anyway, but. Uh, so that's okay. You can as long as it's working. That's all that matters, really. So, 
But these wizards. Yep, these wizards, they come from they come from within. They they come from within. That's how they operate. Or they come from without or they're raised up. Watch. Certain men, seven times in the Bible, look at that. For there are certain men crept in unawares. You are not aware of it. Who were before of old ordained to this condemnation ungodly men. Look what they do. You pay attention, Carl. I'm going to drop a coconut on your head. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. Ungodly men. What do these men do? They're wizards. They're sorcerers. Why do you say they're sorcerers and witches? Because they is. That's why. Uh, Gideon says what that is. They are wizards. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. Ungodly men. I'm telling you, I believe that I, that part of my calling from God, part of my mission from the Lord is to have the, the biggest library, so to speak, of information and sermons against that spirit of Antichrist. Like an archive against Antichrist. And have it logged in so people understand this is this is that spirit of Antichrist. This is the work of Antichrist. The most extensive amount of information. So people understand it. Look at this. Ungodly men. What did they do? They turned the grace of our God into lasciviousness. What is lasciviousness? It's irregular indulgence or animal desires, wantonness, lustfulness. Right about now you're asking, preacher, why are you yelling when you have a microphone? Because I can't help it. That's why I'm a preacher. I'm not a speaker. <laughs> I'm a preacher. I preach. Okay. And I'm a Baptist and we yell. We just do. Baptists yell. Cry aloud. Spare not. Lift up your voice. Hey, let me see if I can do this. Man, I, I bombed out on this early.
You hear that? Sometimes I got it now when I practice it, but. There it goes. I got it. I'll get it down. It's hard to do when you're on this. It's hard to do when you're on, when you're on the spot like that. But I had it so loud that it was echoing. I drove those guys nuts in the car at this thing. You need to practice it, Carl. You make fun of me, but I'll tell you what. I'll blow this thing so loud, it'll blow your little beard off your head. That's an uncertain sound it is. I do have to practice it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Anyway, but when I'm on the spot like that, I can't really do it. And I have to practice it. You have to really practice this to make it sound good. But there are different sounds, and you can ask my daughter. I had, like, a bunch of different sounds going on. You have to practice it. I got it. Don't make fun of me, Carl. I got it. I'll get it down, though. I'll get it a lot better. Well, of course I have to practice it, Carl. I did have it down pretty good, though. I should have videoed it. I watched a video, an instructional video on it to do it. Yeah, I, wa I watched an instructional video on like how to do it. And I had it down, but I stopped practicing it. I didn't practice it. Right now I'm calling the guinea home, yeah. 
Oh, that was funny, Ross. That's all right. I can take some ribbon. You guys can make fun of me. I I dish it out enough. You can make fun of me. I'll get it down, though. You watch. I will get it down, especially now that you made fun of me. It'll be my mission to get it down. You watch. It will be. Because when people make fun of me like that, you know what I do? I I I make it happen. Anyway, but I'll, I'll figure. I'll get it down. I had this thing so loud the other day, though. I walked outside. Even this morning, I walked outside with this. Oh, believe me, I I will. Especially now that Carl and Ross ribbed me, I guarantee you. I I will guarantee you one thing. I will be back with this, and I will make it a lot louder. I blew it better than Andrew or anybody. They couldn't blow it. None of them could do it. I had 10 guys in the car, and none of them could use it, and I did it. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, I'll get it down later. But uh, <laughs> that's okay. Anyway, back to what we're saying. So uh, let's see. That's okay. I'll get it down. Don't worry. No worries. Anyway, um, so it says here, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness. And uh, how do they do that? I'll show you. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. So these people, these creeps that come in, that enter in, that creep in, that have crept in unawares. They do it by the power of Satan, and they bring a false gospel with them. And they deceive many. 
They, they changed the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ into a gospel of the grace of God into the go a gospel of lasciviousness. That's their work. It's what they do. Now, these are the people that do it. Baptist pastor issues apology after being exposed as a cross-dresser. Baptist pastor and mayor, F.L. Bubba Copeland, yeah, that's his name, Bubba, found himself at the center of a storm necessitating a public apology to his congregation after being exposed for his clandestine activities as a cross-dresser online. He said, I apologize for any embarrassment I might have caused by my private personal life that has become public. That's not, a, that's not an apology. That's, that's not repentance. He's not repenting for anything. And by the way, God's people, they repent. That's what God's people do. They repent. He said, an article that was written about my capacity as the mayor, he's actually a mayor too, of the little town they live in. Capacity as the pastor. The article is about who or what I am. Yes, I've taken pictures of my wife in the privacy of our home in an attempt of humor because I know I'm not a handsome man nor a beautiful woman either. I apologize for any embarrassment caused by my private personal life. This is manipulation to the highest order. What he's doing is manipulation. He's manipulating these people. He added that he had nothing to be ashamed of. Okay, well, here's what he said. It's like a cross-dressing Elmer Fudd. Congregation church, people on Facebook. I've been an object of an internet attack. An article that was written. I've been an object of an internet attack. I've been an object of an internet attack. My name's Bubba. I've been an object of an... No, Bubba, you're a pervert. You're an old, fat, nasty white dude with a shaved head that... that that decided it was cool to wear women's women's underwear and walk around. You're an old, fat, nasty dude. About my capacity as the mayor, capacity as a pastor. The article is not who or what I am. The article is not who or what I am. I, I am not, I'm not Bubber. I'm not Bubber, the guy that dresses in women's clothing. That's not me. I'm not Bubber. Look, I want to tell y'all something. I'm not, that's not who I am. Uh, well, that is who you is because you did dress that way. So you is, you is that dude that dressed like a woman, bubber.
Bubber, you is that dude. Bubber, Bubber, Bubber. Stop lying to yourself, Bubba. Bubber. Yes, I have taken pictures with my wife in the privacy of our home. Those pictures were not a Bubber's wife. Bubber was, t- and by the way, if you take pictures of your wife and put them online. Like, sexualized pictures of your wife? You're an idiot, number one. You're the only eyes that are supposed to see anything with your wife. No other man is supposed to see your wife. Period. Okay? Whatever is the privacy of, of between you two is between you two. No one else needs to know that. Bubber said, that ain't me. That ain't who I am. I am not that man. No, I know you're dressed like a woman. I'm not that man. An attempt of humor, because I know I'm not a handsome man. It was my attempt at humor. I'm going to start this over again. It's my attempt at humor, because I know I'm not a handsome man. Well, Bubber, that is one thing I agree with you about. You are not a handsome man, Bubber. But you are a pervert, Bubber. Congregation Church, people on Facebook. I've been an object of an internet attack. An article that was written about my capacity as a mayor, capacity as a pastor. The article is not who or what I am. Yes, I have taken pictures with my wife in the privacy of our home in attempt of humor, because I know I'm not a handsome man nor a beautiful woman either. I apologize for any embarrassment caused by my private and personal life. That has come publicly. This will not cause my life to change. This will not waver my devotion to my family. This will not waver my devotion to my family. Uh, It won't waver it. Be dressing up in dresses and walking around in women's underwear has no impact on my family. It has no impact on my being a mayor. And it has no impact on me pastoring a church because that's like normal stuff that dudes just dress up in dresses and women's lingerie and walk around like that. That is just normal stuff. I don't think that would impact my marriage. It will not impact my pastorate. It will not impact me as being mayor and my devotion to everything like that. I mean, uh, seriously, it won't stop anything. Serving my city and serving my church. I'm thankful for the grace of God and the willingness to forgive. I have nothing to be ashamed of. I have nothing to be ashamed of because dudes are supposed to walk around in women's lingerie and dressing like that, and I don't have nothing to be ashamed of. I was just a very overweight man that decided that it would be a great idea. To dress up like a woman. I thought that was a fabulous idea and put that on there and then to try to lobby for transgender rights. Okay, now I'm not ashamed of that. A lot of things that were said were taken out of context. 
And in conclusion, I love my family. They're number one. And again, I'm sorry for what my actions have caused. And I'm thankful for the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that have reached out to me today in love. And I know that there are others that have not. But just know I love you and Jesus loves you as well. Just know that I love you and Jesus loves you as well. And, uh, yeah, don't ever forget that, that dudes in dresses that walk around in women's underwear, they really love you. That's real love. So, and I appreciate all the hundreds and 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 hundreds of other perverts just like me that decided that it was real cool that I did that and stuff, and they were supporting me. That's some real redneck hillbilly homo love right there. You turn your Bibles to Psalms chapter 23. No, no, for real. He just really told them to search. He just really turned told them to turn their Bibles. Like, like, no, really. He just no, I'm I'm serious. Like he just told them. He just he just he literally told them to turn. It was like, like, oh yeah, by the way. I was in women's underwear and stuff on pictures, and I was dressed like a woman. Now turn your Bibles over, please. This is, like, legitimate. This is real. I mean, this is real. It's like Uncle Fester came to church and and tricked everybody out. That's It's like, like, real. This is, and, and lest you think this is the Babylon Bee, it's, it's not. I assure you, this is... This is not. Okay. This is him right here. That's him. Now you don't want to make fun of me with the shofar that much, do you? Remember, just just remember that could be your pastor right there. <laughs> just just remember, Carl, <laughs> that, could, that guy right there. Oh, I, I I'm not laughing. I I'm not laughing at what he did. I'm just I'm just laughing at the stupidity of people. Like, cause people are gonna believe that that guy. Like, if that guy saw that guy. And he stood up and he goes, and, and oh, by the way, turn your Bible. I have nothing to be ashamed of. Now turn your Bibles to Psalm 23, and I'm going to preach the Lord is my shepherd. Oh, it just can't be real. Truth is stranger than fiction, I'll tell you. It just is. Okay. This is me and a pink moo and I did, I did nothing wrong. In fact, I'm coming over to Ross's church and I'm going to preach. I'm going to preach. (laughs) And by the way, that's, that's a guy. That's him right there. This is him.
That's him. Yeah. Yo. But he didn't have any reason to apologize. Right? It was all cool. So then you try to wonder in your mind, like, so does anybody really go to that church or? Does anybody, does anybody really go there? Does. Uh, that's weird. Okay. What I tell you they were, they're sorcerers, they're witches. That's there. There's a spirit behind that. There's, there's a spirit behind that. That's. Right. And I did nothing wrong. I don't know what's wrong with you people. I've been uh, I've been a victim of an internet attack. I was dressed like a woman and people attacked me. By the way, to make matters worse. Let's see, where is this? It's up here. It says here Yet there's actually the here's actual the the actual rundown of what happened with F. L. Bubba Copeland, a man of dual responsibilities, has served as both the mayor of Smith Station and the lead pastor at the First Baptist Church in nearby Phoenix City. Copeland, respected by local officials and having earned face time with then President Donald Trump during a disaster relief effort, appeared to be a man deeply invested in his community and his faith. However, beneath this facade of public service and religious devotion, Copeland was leading a double life. Unbeknownst to his congregation and the citizens he served, he was actively participating in online forums as a transgender woman, going by the pseudonym Brittany Blair Summerlin. His online persona was the direct opposite of his public image, with regular postings of himself in various states of undress, clad in women's lingerie and engaging in explicit discussions about transgender issues and hormone replacement therapy. There you go. That's him. See why I call them witches? See why I call them sorcerers and Sodom? See, Sodom sorcerers? They transform the grace of our God into lasciviousness. Animal desires, lustful passions and animal desires. Right? See why I say what I say? That's them. That's who they are. What they do. Next. 
Florida church hosts drag service with underage children despite law against exposing kids to such filth. Okay. A Florida church just threw a drag service as a big middle finger to Governor Ron DeSantis' common sense anti-drag for kids law. Allendale United Methodist Church in St. Petersburg did this in the name of inclusivity. But let's be real. They were anything but inclusive, at least not of actual biblical values. See, what they're going to try to do with this is they're Marxists. And they're going to use the First Amendment to be able to get away with perverting children. And they're going to say, well, we have a religious right to do this. No, you don't have a religious right to harm people physically or to recruit people. You don't have a religious right to do that. Now, they they can preach whatever they want to. But see, I'd be outside of that church. If I lived anywhere near there, I'd be outside of that church. But let's be real. They were anything but inclusive, at least not of actual biblical values. Oh, and there were kids there. Actual children watching grown men parading around in women's clothing, signing and pre- singing and preaching. All this despite DeSantis is signing a law back in May that prohibits children from being exposed to this kind of thing. Can't make this stuff up. This isn't just a quirky church service. It's a blatant mockery of not just public decency, but of God himself. They had men dressed up as women, belting out songs and preaching from the pulpit like it was the most natural thing in the world. Natural? And of course, the priestess of Satan herself is decked on in rainbow stole and garb. Go. Rotting confusion in children because that's what witches do. They're a bunch of witches. I always call them that whenever I see them. Look at the freaks. You want to know something? Good argument. Good argument from them. Good argument. Look. The trannies are making the same biblical argument that I make. Why is it okay for women to wear pants, but it's not okay for men to dress in dresses, to wear dresses and skirts? That's the argument they just made. I make the same argument. Why are any women that do not dress biblically as ladies and identify themselves as women wearing feminine clothing 
wearing dresses and skirts, dressed like a lady, feminine. Why do they care if those dudes dress like women? They're rotting the same confusion. Do you know what I, let me tell you something that I hate. And I'm starting to hate it. I'm starting to hate it even more than I hate the the open trannies. When I see old Christian women, professing Christian women, chopping their hair off, As short as they can get it. Buzzing it off as short as they can get it. Dressing in britches and looking like a man. I am so sick and tired of seeing women dress like men. You think I'm I'm tired of seeing men dress like women? How about I'm tired of seeing women dress like men? That you can't tell the difference if it's a man or if it's a woman. I'm tired of seeing it. Why do you why do you Christian women that profess Christ have such a problem dressing in skirts and dresses and being feminine? Why? Why do you hate it so much? But then you look at those men when they're when they put a dress on and you're like, "Oh, that's horrible." Well, I'm consistent. I've preached that women ought to dress like ladies and men ought to dress like men. And I've been consistent the entire time of my ministry with that. I preached it before it was cool. And some of you men are too afraid to direct your wives to dress like a lady. And some of you women are so influenced by feminism that your little cackles get up and you get mad. I don't care if you get mad at me. You can shout or pout. I get paid the same. I don't care. Because if there's only one family left, but thank God there isn't, and it's my family, I'm going to I'm gonna demand biblical manhood and biblical womanhood. I'm going to demand it out of my family. I'm going to command it and I'm going to lead it. And I preach it. I can't force anybody in my church to wear anything. Well, besides my own family. But I just honestly... I cannot understand why women buck that besides just absolute rebellion. But then get mad at that dude on stage. When I see so many women walk around like that. Professing Christian women. 
And they think just because they're old, they can dress like a dude. Oh, you're an old lady, so you can walk around like a dude. Oh, okay, cool. You just got to get to a certain age and you can act like a dude. I, I hate it. I loathe it. I hate it. Grow your hair out. Be a lady. Be feminine. Right? Look what the Bible says. They had hair as the hair of a woman. They had hair as the hair of women. And oh. Why why is that there that distinction? Cuz God made men and women different. They're supposed to look different. Right? I, I just, I, for the life of me, by the way, let me say this to you. If you're a Christian woman, don't you want a revenge against the transgender movement by standing for what's right and dressing like a modest feminine lady. And let me be clear with you. If all of you today said, I'm never going to listen to you again, tomorrow morning, I would get up again and I'd preach the same thing that I'm preaching right now without fear or favor. Because it's Bible. I don't care if every dyke or every every lesbian or every angry Baptist woman never wants to listen to me again. I don't care. It's in the book. It's clear. And as a lady, your words aren't what people listen to. Your actions are what people follow. They look at your actions. How you live. Your chase conversation coupled with fear. Oh, I have freedom. I can do what I want. Yeah, you can go to hell too. Sure you can. You can do whatever you want. No, you, you're not going to tell me what to do. I know I'm not going to tell you what to do. And like I say, you know what I say? Like I say, every time I leave street preaching, man, I thank God I ain't going home to any women like that. There is, I'm going to tell you something right now. There is nothing more beautiful than feminine women. There is absolutely nothing more beautiful. Nothing in this world that a man will behold with his eyes in this world than a feminine woman. 
I'll tell you what. You want to talk about something that's made people mad? It's me preaching on this. Man, I have made more women mad at me, more effeminate men mad at me. I'm telling you what. They get madder than a wet hornet at me. They don't like it. I preach it on modesty. They don't like it. They get mad. What have they done? They turned the gospel of our God, the gospel, the grace of God into lasciviousness. And I'm standing around, I'm wondering, okay, we got all these tranny dykes running around. We got all these dudes in dresses running around. We got all these pimps, queers, sods. Where's all the Christian women? Where are they standing in the gap and leading uh, their children and guiding the home and, and dressing modestly and saying, you know what, man, those wicked devils out there are cross-dressing. I am going to follow God's word when it comes to dress, and I am not going to look like them. I am going to make sure that my children understand what a godly woman looks like. I just... You can do anything in those clothes. Those women of old did everything in those clothes. Like, why can't you be different? Why can't, you know, some of you, some women want to open their mouth and they want to preach, right? They want to blast their mouth off and do all that, but they don't want to walk around feminine. Genteel, meek, and a quiet spirit. Their countenance. They don't. They don't want to do that. Then I see all these. I'm telling you. You want to know what's discouraging? You think it's discouraging for me to go to that world? No. You know what's discouraging for me to see professing Christians. Dress like a bunch of professing Christian women dress like a bunch of men. That is discouraging. It's just absolutely appalling to me. As it's as appalling as this. Yeah, it's from you homos. That's the danger that. Oh. Freaks of nature, man. Just absolute wicked, vile, confusing, damnable, wicked people. And you know something? This letter of love that was written to the church in Rome. The pastors won't preach on it. They won't preach the transgender. They won't preach the cross-dressing out of their church. They won't preach the cross-dressing out of their members. Well, don't throw, don't, now I'll use their cliches. Well, don't throw stones then at the transgender movement. 
When you don't get the cross-dressers out of your own church. When you don't preach to them to quit cross-dressing. I don't care if you're 85 years old. You don't have any right to not be feminine. I'm so sick and tired of hearing these excuses. Well, life's hard. Yeah. Sure is. It's awful hard when you're rebellious against God. It gets a lot harder. But I guarantee you, even this group, uh, this uh, the dissenter, they won't talk about that. They won't teach on modesty and, and teach the, different, the differences in the sexes. So they have a they they have a a, a a unisex religion. And it's tolerated in their churches. I'm talking to fundamental Baptists here. I'm not talking these rainbow fruits here. I'm talking to fundamental Baptists. that don't differentiate between the sexes. Man, I know. I get on this. And by the way, you won't accuse me of not preaching against the home team, of not preaching against uh, Bible believers and their sins first, because I do. I nail it. First. And I'm saying you're never going to make a difference in this world until God's people actually are different. Until God's people are actually living for God, right? Till they're different, till they stand differently. And some women lay down some rebellion and they stop rebelling against God's order. And men start leading. You think this you think this gender confusion started overnight? No, it was tolerated in the churches long ago. And, and and you're never going to, until people start to live for God and stand up for what's right and honor the order of the set. Like, you're, our children are more confused than ever. How do you see that, preacher? Well, just go to the average independent fundamental Baptist church. And the pastor will counsel them that all young people Need to go to at least a year of Bible college. Good for you to go at least a year. Go at least a year at a Bible college. Okay, well, why? Why? You got a Bible verse for that? You have scripture for that preacher? You have you have uh, teaching on that preacher? No. No. They don't. So they, they send girls off to, but why would a girl need to go to Bible college? For that matter, why would a boy need to? But why, why, would, why would a girl need to go to Bible college? What would she go for? What's the purpose of a lady? 
What is the purpose? What is God's purpose for a woman in the scriptures? Is it to go off to Bible college and to get a degree and then go get a job somewhere? Hmm. I don't think so. What what is it then? Well, number one, it's to glorify God. Well, how does a woman best glorify God? By obeying the order that God has set down in the scriptures. Well, what order is that? To be a godly and submissive daughter, to be taken care of by her father until she has a husband. And then to be a a wife and possibly a mother if the Lord allows. That's, That's God's order. Huh. And to serve the Lord in the local New Testament church as a single until they're married. Huh. So this person in their song, they make fun of Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is wearing britches. I think you should make fun of her too. Because if she's against the transgender movement, then she ought to dress like a lady. Prove it. If you ladies are against the transgender movement, then you ought to dress like a lady. In dresses and skirts, because you look like you're cross-dressing too. Well, I have female, I have female pants. I know, and they have they have male dresses. That's what they're gonna say. Well, I have male dresses. If you don't understand that issue, go listen to my my uh, series on modesty. That'll help you to understand it. And then when you do see it, then you can repent and get right with God. So you have innocent children that are being dragged to the drag queen. They're being influenced. Right? I'm serious. God's women that are saved should never comment against transgenderism if they're not willing to dress like a lady. If they're not willing to stand in the gap and to be an example for other ladies, then you just shouldn't say anything about it. You're doing the same thing they are. Pastor, that's not very popular. Yeah, I know. Neither am I. I'm not very popular either. Neither is Jesus. So they killed him. That's right. Judgment must begin at the house of God. And we're to warn, right? There were pants. They were called breeches. And breeches are in the Old Testament. And the men wore those breeches under their robes when they girded up their loins to battle. So they were there. 
That's where the, we take the word breeches from, the breeches. They were there. And when the men girded up their loins, they made, they made their robes into pants. That's what they did. According to Romans chapter 1, this is exactly what a society looks like when it's been abandoned by God. First, we reject him. Then we start worshiping whatever we feel like. And then we dive headfirst into sexual chaos. And the cherry on top, we cheer for those who join us in dissent. This is beyond politics. This church event is a full-blown revolt against the creator. And don't forget what the scripture says about leading kids astray. These repeated fiascos happening in churches around the world should be a wake-up call for anyone who claims to be a person of faith. Our society is nosediving straight into the moral abyss. A so-called church thinks it's okay to expose children to drag queens as role models. We're beyond the point of no return. That's right. Judgment is coming. It's coming. They're perverting children and they're doing it right in front of everybody's face. See, now they're doing it right in front of everybody's face laughing. They're laughing at everybody while they do it. That's why I'm saying God's people ought to be so different. They ought to be so different. And ladies ought to be feminine and soft and meek and quiet and be an example. Because our children need to understand the sexes. They need to know the difference. And men ought to lead. Men ought to lead strong as, as, as masculine men. Do you know how many Jezebels hate my guts and send me the most wicked and vile things you can ever imagine? Accuse me of everything under the sun? Oh, yeah. All the time. And they're religious ones, too. They're, Jezebel was a religious woman. You know that, right? Like I told that pastor's daughter out there on the street that was that worldly wicked woman. Or after she walked away or something, I told her, Jezebel is a religious woman. Her father was a pastor. Better known in the Old Testament as a priest. Her father was the uh, high priest of Baal. Right? So Jezebel was a religious woman too. And where was she found? Perverting the people of God. That's where she was found. Here's another one. Drag queen shocked and surprised to find out the Grammys wouldn't put his music in a Christian category. This was at these Dove Awards. 
In what universe does drag queen Flamey Grant, so instead of Amy Grant, who's a homo too, Flamey Grant, think that an album packed to the brim with explicit content and blatant disregard for Christian values belongs in the contemporary Christian music category? Well, in my opinion, by the way, here's where I dissent from the dissenter. You like that? Here's where I dissent from the dissenter. Because I believe it fits perfectly in the CCM category. Right? It does fit perfectly. It should be there. Because contemporary Christian music should be called contemporary anti-Christian music. Because contemporary Christian music is anti-Christ. Thank you, little. Okay. You might know me from from such sermons as the God of CCM is the Antichrist. Preached 517 of 2015 before it was cool. And then CCM, the Pied Piper of Rome's ecumenical agenda. You? Kenneth Hagen, father of the word. I don't know how that got in there, but that's great. Uh, Let's see. uh, Kanye West and NAR. CCM, Sodomites, and Joel Olstein's. Hey, those are. LGBTQ adoption, religious freedom, and CCM apostasy. CCM, the gateway drug to charismatic counterfeit Christ. You go. The God of the Jesus people and CCM is a homosexual antichrist. Yeah, buddy. That's what I'm talking about. That is the old, this is the, that's the New Testament version of doing this. See, it might be. And he took away the sodomites out of the land and removed all the idols and the remnant of the sodomites remained. Okay, let's see. And he break down the houses of the sodomites. That's what I just did. Did you see that? I did that spiritually instead of physically. I did it spiritually. And he break down the houses of the sodomites that were by the house of the Lord where the women wove hangings for the grove. Right. I just did that. I broke down the houses of the sodomites. Okay, that's who they are. So go look that up on CCM. CCM is wicked garbage music. Get yourself into some old-fashioned hymns and listen to Christ-honoring music. If you're listening to that smut and garbage, that new age garbage from hell, 
Quit listening to it. So Flamey Grant here is now playing. It's almost comical. Scratch that. It is It is comical that Grant is now playing the shocked and appalled card in an interview with Paste when the Grammy Awards decided to give his album Bible Belt Baby the boot and place it in the best pop album category instead. Here we have an album that makes a sledgehammer to the very foundations of Christian values and Flamey Grant expected. What a, what a standing ovation from the Christian community. Besides just being an absolute pervert, a man dressed in woman's clothing, caricaturing women in the most distasteful of ways, his song Esther, Ruth, and Rahab is practically a masterclass in how to alienate an entire demographic with lyrics. The theme of the song is every Sunday the song's narrator claims to have discovered stories of women who made some patriarch meet his match. Painting these biblical figures as conniving and portraying men as fearful of women's power. Yeah, we're very fearful of women's power. No, I'm very fearful of disobeying God and allowing wicked, vile women to do whatever they want to do. And effeminate men to do what they do. But it is primarily meant to stoke the flames of division between men and women while undermining the God-ordained roles and responsibilities that Scripture teaches. And the use of vulgar language to describe men's fears is not only inappropriate, but reflects a deep-seated disdain for the biblical portrayal of masculinity. They, Satan hates feminine women and masculine men. So what does witchcraft do? Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Sorcerers and witchcraft turn it around. They rebel. They do the opposite of what God commands in the scriptures. The women become masculine. And the men become feminine. This is why. This is why when you. see these women this is why it's a sin for women to rebel against god and to dress like men for all that do so are an abomination before god this is why it's an abomination for women to lead men hey there goes my cough drop this is why it's an abomination for women to lead men. I had a woman one time, Christian woman, and I believe she's saved. She did wrong and rebellious, and that rebellion spread through their whole family. I told this man and this woman as they came to our church, this couple, I said, God has commanded that men lead. And she said, men should lead. And I said, no, men are commanded to lead. Men have to lead. She goes, no, men should lead. I said, no. And her husband said, no, men should lead. See? Their child has two failed marriages. What do you think that is? Because men are commanded to lead. And when they don't lead, guess what happens? 
chaos. Children are their oppressors, and women rule over them, and my people love to have it so. And on top of all that, the song celebrates characters such as Jezebel, a woman whose wicked and idolatry led Israel astray. How fitting. And the witch of Endor, who practiced divination and abomination according to the Bible. Christian music is supposed to glorify God. It's supposed to bring glory to the Lord. All music is supposed to bring glory to the Lord. You're not supposed to listen to trash that doesn't. Christian music is not a playground for sex clowns looking to push their sexualized tripe, stir the pot, or mock the very essence of what Christian music should stand for. The Grammy's decision to recategorize Grant's album isn't just a win for common sense. It's a smackdown on the absurdity that was original categorized. It isn't Christian music. This clown's music isn't Christian. It's not even pretend Christian. It's not even masquerading as Christian. It's sacrilegious. And it's it's anti-Christ. It's anti-Christ religion. And God hates it. Look, I know men that didn't want to lead their homes and they weren't leading their homes. And then they go out and street preach. Boy, don't go out and street preach if you ain't leading your home. Go lead your home. Lead your wife. Or ladies that want to talk about, you know, I'm not talking about preaching, but either, but they want to talk about what's going on in the world. They want to say things. They want to open their mouth about that, but they're not following their own husbands. They're not being obedient. They're not being the helpmeet that they're supposed to be. They don't even want to do that. They're not doing that. Well, shut up then if you're not doing it. Just shut up. Because you're going to look like a clown. People don't like that straight talk, do they? Well, we had almost 85 people on here. 82, 85, something like that. Now there's 74. Praise the Lord. Good good Friday. Amen. <laughs> okay. A drag brunch fundraiser. You've heard the passage, Luke 17, 2, where Jesus says it would be better for him. Talks about millstones. He doesn't use the Bible. This guy needs one, though. He needs to quit hanging out with James White and get a Bible. Anyway, uh, we're hung around his neck and he were cast into the sea, right? Jesus isn't saying that those who cause children to sin will have a mill tied around their neck, cast into the sea. What Jesus is saying here is that having this done to you be an act of mercy from God because the actual punishment for such a crime is much, much worse. 
This is a Northeast Portland church. Blessed are the drag queens brunch. This is a church, supposed to be a church. You understand? Portland Drag Queen Poison Waters hosted a brunch event at Northeast at a Northeast Portland church to raise money and share an important message. The event called Blessed Are the Drag Queens happened this morning at Bridgeport United Church of Christ. It was a celebration of the art of drag as well as a fundraiser for the church's community partnerships, all in support of the LGBTQ community. Reverend Tara Wilkins says the brunch was also a form of protest against anti-trans legislation and the use of religion as an excuse for discrimination. Religious communities today often hide their prejudice in the name of religion, and we're here. Oh, I'm not hiding anything. I am prejudiced. I'm prejudiced against a uh, prejudice against your homo, wicked, vile, disgusting abominations. You are the abomination. And what you do is an abomination. I don't hide anything. I'm not hiding behind anything. I am lifting up the name of Christ. I am showing you your sin and showing you that you are vile, disgusting to God. And God is going to throw you into hell for your wicked sin. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to hide. Like, I'm not trying to hide anything. I think you're a flaming pervert that rapes children. That's exactly what I think you are. Like, that's exactly what I think you are. Like, I'm not trying to hide that. I am being very, uh, you think you're out of the closet? Oh, man. I bust that whole closet down. I blew that whole closet up and said, there ain't no such thing as a Christian being in the closet. I just come out and preach it. You are a devil. You are possessed by mad devils, and you want to recruit and rape children. That's what you want to do. I am so open about that. I have no desire to hide that. None whatsoever. You are witches. You are the Marxist witches the Bible warned about. That's what you are to show that we support and love the LGBT community, particularly our trans and non-binary siblings. She says the church has acted as a sanctuary for marginalized Portlanders since its founding 25 years ago. Oh, I bet. I bet you have. See, so they want to do this. Oh, it, it's a safe place. This is the safe place feed. That's what this is. This is the safe place. Oh. Oh, you mean it's a recruiting place? Because no one is born a transgender. They're born male or female. Nobody is born a homosexual. They're born with natural affection. So they have to be recruited to that position. Exactly. You recruit those children to that position because you're a bunch of recruiters. You're a bunch of Marxist queers. And you recruit people to that satanic position because you have mad devils in you and you're mad perverts and you actually hate God. You hate the God of the Bible and you formed a God in your own pocket. Like an old moldy, moldy, melted P 
candy bar that you have in your pocket. You mold it into the fashion of what you want God to be instead of what God's holy word says that he is, which is holy. God is holy. Okay, God's holy. More witches. Popular Christian leaders share platform with queer and transgender Christians at Christian conference. Max Lucado, a figure who once at, la at least held the veneer of Christian orthodoxy about him, has now capitulated to a dangerous trend of watering down the stark realities of sin. In fact, Lucado has taken it upon himself to recast sin as nothing more than what he calls a shortcut, a mere hiccup on the road to alignment with Amen, Ross. It's a church of Antichrist. Lucado has launched a full-blown assault on Christianity and biblical truth, whether it be endorsing pro-gay feminist Jen Hatmaker or apologizing to the LGBTQ community for past teachings on homosexuality. Yep, they did. Referring to the Holy Spirit in a feminine term, begging forgiveness for ancestral sins of slavery and segregation and adopting the practice of speaking in tongues as part of his daily prayer routine. Just a witch is all. They're just witches, sorcerers. They transform them. That's who they are. Lucado's actions completely signal complete abandonment of objective biblical truth. Well, I would say he never had biblical truth, period. I would say he was always that way. I never thought he was a good, he was a Christian anyway. Every time I looked at everything he said, I thought he was lost. I thought he was a fake. So it should come at no surprise that Lucado would be sharing the stage with transgender Christian. No. Perverts. To promote Christian living in the coming years. In 2024, Preston Sprinkle, one of the founding board members of the Gay Christian Revoice, is holding a conference that features several apostates, including former Reformed Pastor Josh Harris, who renounced his faith a few years ago and, and was later seen marching in gay pride marches. I mean, is there, like, they're fruits. They're homos. They're queers. Sodomites. Greg Coles, author of Single Gay Christian, A Personal Journey of Faith and Sexual Identity, and Kate LaPrairie, La a man who, Kat LaPrairie, a man who wears women's clothes and uses women's pronouns, who says he's passionate about people, church, and articulating the gospel using her story that God has woven together. So it's not a surprise that Lucado would mingle with such freaks. It is rather shocking that Carol Swain would lend credibility to this movie. 2021, Swain joined the Conservative Baptist Network in the Southern Baptist Convention and helped draft the original resolution denouncing critical race theory. Right. Why is she sharing the platform with these people? So good. She's not speaking at the event. Good. Well, she shouldn't be speaking in any event uh, and uh, make cookies.
but obviously there's a lot of challenges to that. Um, so that's where we're at right now. We're going to talk about some of the challenges that have come up in our relationship that honestly, most of these still come up sometimes. Um, and the first one's like the first thing everyone asks me about when they know that uh, I'm, I'm gay and he's straight and we have this friendship. And also he's really cute, right? Like he's, he's a total cutie. No, I'm not at that. You're so, <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, and he's a total cutie. Dude, if some fruit grabbed me and called me a total cutie, first of all, how do you have, how do you have, sodomites as friends like how do you just like walk around and be like hey that dude's gay and i'm like his friend like i don't i don't have anybody like i don't i, I don't have anybody like, like right i i don't i don't i don't have any like this is even wickham ccm star phil wickham's brother who will be leading the worship and talking about the Deconstruction and reconstruction. Also present at the conference is Black Hebrew Israelite who goes by the name of Street Hymns and possibly one of the most outrageous queers at this event is Art Perrier, a man who spoke during a Revoice conference about how he moved in with another dude that he was sexually attracted to. They began a marriage-like relationship together while claiming to be celibate. Uh, but the the classic question I get asked is, you know, is it weird to be attracted to him sometimes? which it's totally been weird. And uh, it's been more than weird at times. Like it's been a real barrier in our relationship. And um, I would say that's been one of the biggest challenges for me is that, you know, I think there is some attraction here and uh, there's definitely like physical and romantic feelings at times. And I'm gonna break those down because I feel like they impact our relationship really differently. The, the physical attraction, I mean, I come from the ex-gay world, right? So you're not ex-gay. You are a queer dude. Like, how could this guy sit next to this guy when he tells him, I'm, like, really attracted to you? Get away from me, you freak. Why would you? What is this? It is rotting confusion. I'm not even going to play it because I don't want to. I, I don't want to. I don't want anybody to be, like, confused by this. Young people listen to me and all kinds of stuff. And I don't, I don't want them to get confused. These people are witches. They are hardcore witches. And young people, they, they'll get confused. Not like they want that, but that they don't understand that. Like, what is that? What does that even mean? I'm not even going to. Um, anyway. So moving on to more witches. Those guys are witches. These are witches. Uh, sorcerers. Sodom sorcerers. Lesbian gospel singer announces her lesbian lover is pregnant. Um, but you're not, you got pregnant by a man. Everybody be cool. We have an announcement. Okay, so you didn't have a baby with her. You had to have a man. Okay. You didn't have a baby with that woman. Some man had a baby or some man's seed was used 
for that woman to be pregnant. Don't ever forget that. And I would constantly remind them of that. I would never let them live their fairy tale dream. Because being the head of uh, being the head of um Shattered Dreams Ministries. I have to destroy their their fake dreams. Here's some more witches, more sorcerers. Contemporary worship artist Derek Webb sells merchandise of himself wearing dresses. This guy showed up to that place wearing a dress to those Dove Awards. Right? A few weeks ago, we reported that contemporary Christian worship celebrity and lead guitarist in the Christian band Cadman's Call, Derek Webb, defected from the faith a few years ago and uh, came out in full support of sodomy, decided to gather with two other sexual to crash the Dove Award. Right? So, no shame. Call themselves Christians. What are they? They're witches. Those are the real witches. Posting an image of himself wearing a dress, he later explained that his reasoning for doing so was a special occasion where he wanted to help his friends drag queen gospel singer Flamey Grant and lesbian gospel singer Semler fit in better in traditional Christian spaces where they wouldn't normally be accepted. Well, dude, if you were... How would you be accepted if you showed up next to somebody? Right? How would you, when, when you're, this is Baphomet. This is confusion. This is witchcraft. And they're using a form of godliness. That's the magic behind it, okay? That's what I'm trying to explain to you. When the Antichrist, as a person, when he comes on the scene fully and his ministry is fully out there, he will use he will use the power of Satan to do it. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, all power, signs, and lying wonders. Right? This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. They're pervs. Truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, Incontinent means they cannot control their sexual desires. Despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. That's them having a form 
of godliness. But denying the power thereof from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses. Now they do it through the internet, right? They creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins. Led away with diverse lust. Different lust. Ever learning. Ever able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Look, look, Janes and Jombres. Who were they? Sorcerers, wizards, witches. Now as Janes and Jombres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds, reprobate concerning the faith. You see? Wait, these men that do this and have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof? They're wizards. They're sorcerers. Well, who withstood Moses? These guys did. And Moses and Aaron went into the Pharaoh, and they did so as the Lord had commanded. Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh also called the wise men of the sorcerers. Ah, look! Now the magicians of Egypt. They also did in like manner with their enchantments, for they cast down every man his rod, and they became serpents. But Aaron's rod swallowed up their rod. Wow, so they were wizards? Yeah, they were sorcerers and magicians. And they they withstood Moses. See, we go to the New Testament and it it tells us who the main sorcerers were. They were these guys. You find this out. Now as Janes and Jombres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men, men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith, but they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be, made, shall be manifested to all men, as theirs also was. See? They're wizards. They're sorcerers. They're magicians. They're Sodom's sorcerers. Right? That's, I got to respell that. That's not spelled right. I thought that was spelled right. I thought that sorcerer was spelled wrong on there. Anyway, I'll fix it. Okay. Posting an image of himself wearing a dress, he later explained what his reasoning was. 
Now he's selling mugs. Look, beautiful and free. CCM music is of the devil. What did, and what did I tell you CCM music was? The god of CCM music is a homosexual antichrist. And god of CCM is antichrist. Told you that. I warned you of that, right? They doing it's proven who their god is and they that they want to rot right and lastly here prominent pastor who vocally opposes andy stanley for lgbtq views proudly platforms pro lgbtq uh t uh tp usa right um this is that Charles T. Kirk, okay? This guy is a flaming homo that's a Trump supporter, and he's going into churches, and he says he's against gay marriage, and he has homos, and, and he is a, he's a, I think he's a sodomite. But let's talk about the distinctions between male and female. We're completely different, right? Women use way too many words, in my opinion. It takes them, you know, two hours to say something, right? You know, for men, it's like, yeah, got it. You know, it's game over, right? And it's like, we got it. It's very I'm actually talking about communication in marriage this Sunday. Right. So I'm going to help some of you guys with that problem, by the way. And, and so this, this is one of the things. It's a sidebar, but it's necessary. This is why I'm so against homosexual marriage, not marriage. It's glorified narcissism, right? It's more of the same. It's men who want more of themselves or women who want more of themselves. If, if you're married, you don't get more of yourself. You get something completely and totally different, and you spend the rest of your life realizing how different you are from women, right? So homosexuality is nothing more than I am super important, so I'm in love with myself. I want to marry the mirror, right? That's what homosexuality is. And we need to be more clear in the, in the church about that. So it, the, the distinctions in Genesis 1 through 11 set up the difference between male and female, and these differences are beautiful and important. I'm a, I'm a center-right guy. Being from Akron, Ohio, being from the great state of Ohio, which I'm so proud of, that taught me every value that I have today other than the military. So it was Ohio and the military that taught me these values that I'm really proud of. I believe that we have more in common than we do that separates us. Whatever. We now understand that sexual liberation is political control. It's a form of political control. And you have multiple times uh, advocated on behalf of uh, accepting homosexuality, accepting uh, homosexual acts as normative in the conservative movement. How does sex help us win the culture war? I'm going to let the I mean, gay no, man no, no, answer no. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So can I, can I ask you a question? Can you have the balls to ask the gay man on the stage that question and don't sure. defer to him? If so ask so, so, so yeah. ask me that. So in other words, they're vulgar. And I didn't know that was in that clip. I'm sorry. But, um, but see how he puts on stage these sodomites? See how he puts them on stage and he, he platforms them and he gives them a voice? I believe the military taught him to be a, a, like, I believe that. I believe so. Doesn't surprise me any. No, I mean, it just doesn't. At all, period.
It's the military. Anyway, so why would you why would a, a pastor platform men like that? Uh while he's platforming others that are doing that and acting like he's against it. You know, maybe he's not a homo, but he's pro homo. He sure is engaging in that. See, it's just like this big love fest of garbage. That's who they are. That's what they do, right? That's their. All right, everybody. I'll I'll stop there and uh, let's play a song here and give you a chance to say hello and uh, say hi and maybe you have a question about something. Oh, I'm so happy in the Lord ere since he saved my soul. I'll shout it from the mountaintops, Christ Jesus made me whole. Rejoicing, singing praises always daily takes us home. Carl's favorite song, and uh, he's at Joseph's. Or I mean, not. Ross said he saw that foot tap. Let's try. Well, I am on the winning. 
remember that technique <laughs> no i know it's got to be from the gut i know yeah I'll get it down. <laughs> anyway, I'll get it when you guys are off. I will. I'll get it when you're off. I had this thing so loud the other day, you could hear it echoing. It'll be loud. I'll have it loud. I had it so loud. Yeah, I don't know why I can't do that now. Anyway, maybe I'm on the spot. I'm not used to it. That must be what it is. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, I'm having fun with it. But I had this thing going loud. I had, I was blasting those guys out. Yeah, it just sounds so wimpy. That is definitely the uncertain sound, right? It's actually harder than what people think, though, because a lot of people think that they can do it real easy. Because Luke is a big, like a trumpet player and a horn player, and he got up there and he thought he was going to do it, and it, it was hard. It wasn't that easy. It 
was like not that easy. Anyway, whatever. But I, I I'll practice it. And you can change the pitches in the sound too. Yeah. It is. It's a shofar, but I'm not doing it shofar. Uh, anyway. Uh, but, all right, God bless you, everybody. Uh, we will see you, Lord willing, on Monday. Uh, Sunday. He couldn't blow it like me. I had that thing moving. You don't believe me, but I'll record it and I'll show you. I had that thing loud. No, neither one of them could do it. Not, I'm not kidding you. And I had that thing loud. It's not that easy. You think it's easy, but it's not. It is not that easy. I dropped my guinea. I'll have to show him. I'll have to show him the next broadcast. It's not as easy. People think it's easy, but it's not. Not that easy. Anyway, I'll work on it. I'll have it louder. I forgot how to do it. It's like muscle memory. If you forget how to do it, it don't work good. But anyway, uh, if there's a technique to it. I watched it online and I had it down and I could even do different sounds with it, but I didn't touch it for like two weeks. So that's what happens. I guess I was busy doing other stuff, right? Uh, anyway. So. All right, everybody, pray for our ministry and uh, continue to pray for us. We appreciate it. If you'd like to give to our ministry, you can do so through our website if you'd like, oldpathsbaptistchurch.org, oldpathsbaptistchurch.org. Here it is on the screen. You can click the donate button right there. That'll take you to here, and that guy will yell at you. And uh, you can put it in here by credit card, or you can do it through PayPal, whichever you'd like. Our PayPal address is salvationpreacher at gmail.com. That's salvationpreacher at gmail.com. And uh, Pastor Jeffrey said he's going to get me a really big shofar. He's going to look for a big one over there. So, um... Anyway, um, okay, so let's see. Or you can go to sermonaudio.com slash Pastor Cooley. You can go over there, and, and you can uh, click on it. And uh, if you'd like to mail us something, here's our address. Uh, 1030 South Highway 3, Northfield, Minnesota, 55057. Uh, it's the first of the month, so all the bills are due. Isn't that fun? That's the way it goes. So we have thousands of dollars worth of bills that are due, and we need thousands of dollars worth of offerings uh, to, to pay those bills. So uh, you pray about what the Lord may have you to do um, and uh, all that good stuff, if anything. If not, pray for the Lord to touch somebody else's heart to give. Amen? Because uh, God surely will do that. All right, everybody. God bless you. You take care, and uh, we'll see you here next week. Uh, you can listen to the sermons on Sunday. 10.45 a.m. Sunday, 10.45 a.m. You can listen then. And then you have um, also the afternoon service. I'll probably be doing Baptist history as well. All right, God bless you, everybody. Take care.